But this little, this last little piece of glass inside of me, this the glass container that was holding back my highest of high emotions, but also the lowest of lows, it finally shattered. Um, when I had that realization, I was like, how? How how could I be numbing myself to the point that I don't even know I'm numbing myself? How how can I not have known that this is where I was operating from for three years? Sobriety is scary. That's why Untapped Keg explores different perspectives of sobriety and mental health so that you know you are not alone. Hopefully, you can find something you can implement into your own life. Sobriety and mental health are topics that often are uncomfortable and complex. We do not shy away from any conversation. But you should know we try to be respectful. But there's always room to learn and grow. Everyone is welcome here, as you are, and you will be respected. We are not medical professionals and do not give medical advice. Please seek medical care if you need it. Now let's get to the show. Now you can hear me. So let's start it over again. Let's roll it back. I have no idea what I said. So, uh, hey, everybody. Hey, you. Hey, you. Right there, you. Thank you for tuning in. It's Untapped Keg, podcast where we explore different perspectives of sobriety and mental health. Because we believe there's only one way to sobriety. That's the way that works for you. And we want you to be able to show you different ways that you might be able to take something from and implement it into your life through mental health, through whatever works for you, hobbies, so many different things. My name is RJ Zimmerman. I've been sober for almost nine years. Almost nine years. That's a big reflection. So a few episodes ago, I talked about how (laughs) I'm going through a separation. And I talked about how it hurts, but, you know, it's okay. I want what's best for my kids. I want what's best for my family. I want what's best for the boy's mom, right? I want I want what's best for everybody. Um, and three years ago when I started this journey, this growth journey that I didn't even know I needed, right? Deep down I knew, but I didn't know. I had a job that was paying all the bills. We were making more than what we needed, right? I had a great family I came home to, but I was doing the same thing every day. And it was exhausting and it was tiresome. And I was spinning my wheels and I wasn't doing anything. Nobody was happy. Not a single person was happy with it. And I really was forced to use it as a catalyst, right? So you can take things that could offer change and not do anything with it. Or you could use it as a catalyst for growth, right? About two years ago, I start the podcast and that really accelerates my growth. I really start to see where I'm lacking, what I can get better at. But really it was around last Thanksgiving when I realized that I operate from self-hatred. That's where I've operated from my entire life. And I didn't even realize it. And that that was sad. That was a sad realization to come to that I was almost to the point where I was 
looking at my kids with how could you love somebody who's such a big pile of shit like myself? That literally went through my head at one point. And I was, that's what I was doing to my partner. Like, there's no way you can love me. And not giving the time and energy that they deserved because I couldn't give myself the time and energy. And now we fast forward to um, last month. And it was right around a month ago. Um, I was in a lot of pain, obviously. This is a big transition. This is, I do want what's best for the entire family, for myself, because I deserve to want what's best for me, for my kids, because they deserve what's best for them. And if it's best to not be, to not watch mom and dad in an unhealthy relationship and watch us find ourselves and thrive, like that is the best, right? That's the best that we can do as parents. And I want what's best for her because she deserves to be happy. She deserves to know what she wants in life, to go out and get it, to dream, to smile, to laugh. You know, we didn't laugh a lot. I lost my silliness. I lost my joy in life, period. And I thought that I was doing the knight in shining armor thing. I was being chivalrous. I never stated what I wanted. I've never said that until recently. And all of a sudden somebody was telling somebody a story about how I was stressed out and what it was from. And it was a good friend. And she goes, wow, it sounds like there's a lot of pain on both sides. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not in that much. Oh, and here I'm five months into feeling my emotions and thinking that I'm being honest with myself. I'm know what I want. I know this is best for both of us. I understand that it's going to hurt. I understand that there are things that are not going to feel good. Um, but this little, this last little piece of glass inside of me, this the glass container that was holding back my highest of high emotions, but also the lowest of lows, it finally shattered. Um, when I had that realization, I was like, how? How, how could I be numbing myself to the point that I don't even know I'm numbing myself. How, how can I not have known that this is where I was operating from for three years? And it's not jealousy and it's not that I want to go back and I do want to go back and change things, but it's just knowing that I didn't, I just allowed it. I didn't do anything. And so when you're looking at yourself and your self-honesty, how deep are you looking? 
Are you getting offended at things that don't affect you directly? Are you getting frustrated by things that don't affect you directly? Because if that's the case, then there's something deeper and you got to find the meaning behind it. Because the only people that's going to help are you, those closest to you, and the people you care about. The past month, I have found more peace than I knew was possible. I did not know that I could have the peace that I have. But I have cried more, especially the past week, than I have probably my entire life. And it's not that I think things would be easy. It's not that I think things would be a fairy tale, right? It's that I've I've never been afraid of hard work. And I didn't even try. Like, that's where it gets me right here. And I started, you know, I started journaling, especially after this realization, because all of a sudden, all these emotions, like I said, like the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. I mean, it's through the pain our highs and the peace and realizing that I am hurting. I am mad, angry, bitter because my ego's bruised because my ego, the things that don't affect me personally. Yes. They make me feel, certain way but why do they make me feel that certain way and the why is a lot of the time I found in just this past month month and a half is my ego and that's not something that even a month ago I would have listened to you about I would have said no no, I'm self-sacrificing. Like, that's not my ego. I'm sacrificing. No, sacrificing yourself is your ego. And nobody just, people have been trying to tell me that for years. But being slapped in the face with realizing, oh my, how can I, how could I just overlook this completely? So bad. How could I have missed this mark? I've been feeling my emotions. I've been crying. I've been allowing things to happen because they need to, right? But a lot of it was my ego. And thinking that there's some prize for being the most self-sacrificial person. I've been doing a lot of digging into emotions, especially like words, because I need to find words right now. I need to, I need to learn about myself, what I feel, but like what everybody feels, right? Listening to a lot of 
relationship podcasts, listening to a bunch of like really smart people like Brene Brown. Like I'm reading two of her books right now. Unbelievably, I can't believe that I waited so long to tap into that. And, you know, finding out the stories that we tell ourselves to try to save us pain. It doesn't save pain. You feel it exactly as you would, whether you're telling yourself that story or not. It's important to know that. It's important to know that you have everything inside of you that you're looking for. What external goals did I have that I was putting my internal needs on? All right, let's go back to middle school. If I'm good at a sport, girls will like me. Right? What does that really boil down to? If I'm good at something, someone will choose me. Hmm. Interesting. Then getting to drinking. Everybody accepted me when I drank. Hmm. They chose me. Hmm. That's weird. I'm accepting. Hmm. You know, getting to sobriety. If I go sober, I'll be able to have a family. They'll choose me. Hmm. Having a family. They'll choose me. They'll be there for me. If I get the career I want, I'll be able to take care of my family. And they'll definitely choose me. I'll do that. All of this I did. For one reason. For one reason. Because I, I needed to choose myself. And I kept putting it on other people. Because I needed other people to choose me. But why did I need other people to choose me? I couldn't choose me. So if I can't choose me, somebody else chooses me, is that going to satisfy me? No, because I'm not going to accept them choosing me because if they're choosing me, they're not the ones that I want to be able to choose me. It's the people who are unattainable, the people who I'm putting so much of the, my external emotions on. That's a hell of a rela realization to come to when you've been operating from that for your entire life. I have been doing work to find myself for three years sometimes harder than others, right? And especially the past year, I put in a lot of work. I've done a lot of things different. Um, but I, I didn't communicate. I didn't verbalize. I didn't take it from the internal to the external, right? And now, now that's where I'm at on my journey. And that's what I want you to think about too. Do you have these external goals 
that are actually your internal needs. What are the real reason you want these goals? What's the real reason? Can you be honest with yourself about what it is? That doesn't mean you shouldn't pursue them. That just means be honest with yourself. Because when you're honest with yourself, you can actually make change. You can actually do things that you want to do and not just because you think you should do. And that's powerful. And when we're talking about sobriety and recovery and mental health, doing things for you is the most powerful thing you can do. I heard on a podcast, the deeper the connection you have with yourself, the deeper the connection you can have with others. Mm. That's so true. How often do we try to inconvenience ourselves or try to not be a burden? And then we end up being a burden. And then we end up getting mad at ourselves because we're a burden. Two things have helped me get to this point. Journaling. Never thought I'd say it. Never thought I'd say it. I, I swore at people, like, go after yourself. I'm not journaling. Like, that's part of what this podcast is. That's what my morning videos are. Like, you know, untap keg on all social media. Like, I do videos every day. Those are my journals. Nah. Like, and my journals are brain dumps. But here's something that I didn't understand. They started to come out as poems almost immediately, what I wrote down. And it's it's a lot of brain dumps, like what I'm feeling, what I'm going through, kind of like trying to figure out what's going on, right? It's a lot of brain dumps. It comes out as poetry. Where's that coming from? I'm a blue-collar worker. I don't give a f- about poetry. Like, what the? F- and then stories. I start writing these stories that are, maybe one day I'll share them. They're pretty powerful about the internal work I've done and about how I was putting things onto people that I needed for myself. So I recommend journaling. If you prompts ain't working for you, just write down what you're feeling. I have a bunch of like five by eight notebooks. I just write down what I feel. And now I carry a backpack everywhere and I have my book and I have two separate of those notebooks. One is for like, honestly, writing down on Taft Keg stuff. Like, what can I do? Uh, And the other one's my journal. And there's some very powerful self-thoughts that I'll go through and I'll reread every once in a while. Like, I don't know where that came from, but that's pretty good. And the other thing is that has really taken it to another level is this self-honesty, finding peace. Because when you start to verbalize your internal work, that's the only way that you can actually 
A, show that you've been doing the work and B, make that change. It's going to be top of mind. It's going to feel superficial. It's not going to feel real. You're like, you're, you're faking it, right? You're just going through the mud, but guess what? You're trying. And if you're trying, you're not going to have any regrets. You're not going to look back and be like, shit, I wanted to try to see if this would work. And I didn't say a damn thing. Even when I look back and I was so self-righteous. I'm self-sacrificing. I'm giving you what you want. This is, you know, I, I understand like we need to do this. What a load of bullshit I was feeding myself. And this isn't hatred. This isn't self-loathing. This is self-realization that, hey, if you want things to change, then you better be the change because guess what? It's not coming to you. And I'm sick and tired of waiting for life to come to me. I'm going to go get it. You want to know what I've done? I've gone to the botanical garden every single day. And I will read. I will walk. I will be there for two hours. On Sunday, I went to the beach and watched the sunrise. I stood in the same spot for an hour. Just reflecting. Potted dolphins came up. 30 feet from me scared the crap out of me the first time. So I realized it was a dolphin. It's like, it was, uh, they're big creatures. They're bigger than you realize. Um, I go to cafes at night to be around people, but I just enjoy the vibe of a good cafe and I'll, I'll read and I'll write and I'll listen to music, sometimes podcasts. Um, And I'll just be. Take myself out on dates. Go to eat by myself. And just enjoy what I'm having. And understanding that it's okay to be alone, right? It's okay to be alone. It's okay to feel lonely. It's okay to feel whatever it is you're feeling. but it's not okay to always act on it. And sometimes it takes some reflection. And that's something else that Brene Brown says that is just absolutely brilliant. It's about reflection, not resentment. I allowed myself to get jaded. I smile and laugh. I'm goofy. I'm silly. I dance like I just... Randomly start dancing. Don't even have to hear any music. I'll just be like, yeah. Like, I'm goofy. I like that. Where was this person? For years, where have I been? Why did I allow society to mute me, to mute myself? Why? What did I think was on the other side? Happiness is fleeting. Joy is a moment. Peace. That you've done everything that you can do. That you're being completely and totally honest with yourself. Even the flaws. Guess what? Your motivation may not be great. It may not be as righteous as you think it is. 
You know what the best part is? It's okay. It's okay. Because <laughs> you can do different when you realize it. But when you don't, when it's unknown, it's too late. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I'll be okay because I'm finally being honest with myself at a level that I've never been before. And I still have work to do. And I felt so much pain and anguish this week. So much pain and anguish. And I put myself through a lot of it. And there are times that I wanted to run from it. There are times that I wanted to numb myself again, but I didn't. Self-worth comes when you realize what your internal needs are. So I've defined my two core values. Never knew them before, but I've made myself define them. Curiosity, number one, because I've always loved learning. I've always loved to learn. Even during this entire process, been learning. And creativity. It doesn't look like art. It doesn't look like poetry. It doesn't look like this. What it looks like is taking knowledge from something completely and totally unrelated and putting it onto something else that works. So you can explain something to someone that they wouldn't understand otherwise. That's the creativity I'm talking about. I heard someone say this week, guess who it was? Brene Brown, again. Say, and it's a quote from somebody else, and I can't remember who it is right now, but Find what you're passionate about. What sets your fire inside. Don't worry about what society needs or wants. Because the world needs more people who are passionate and have their fire set from the inside. I'm RJ Zimmerman. This is the Untapped Keg Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sticking around to this part. Untappedkeg.com slash community. Be a part of the show. Let me know what your mantra is. You can sign up anonymously, interact, no social media. Very few people are going to see it. It's just going to be us. It's all about growth. However you, however you want, however you need to grow. That's what it's about because you have to find what works for you. What works for me may not work for you. I'm just showing you one path and I'm trying to get more perspectives to show more paths because one of them will be for you because there's only one path to sobriety, one path to peace, mental health. That's the path that works for you.
I love you. Have great work. <laughs> Have a great week. Let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Because that's all we can do is try. I love you. <laughs>